habits and consistency is the key. So at first, you're going to be really afraid of posting. Are people going to like it, not like it? It doesn't matter. Uh, if you can organize a tribe of people who would, you know, like your posts just to get you going is great. But if you don't, just keep writing and keep getting better. Your authentic story related to something in specific is what the LinkedIn will want because it's becoming a knowledge hub. It's no longer an online resume platform. So if you share how you've solved a specific problem, that's going to give you credibility. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this inspiring episode, we take a journey with Miljana, a driven entrepreneur from Serbia. From battling autoimmune disorders to becoming a top voice on LinkedIn, she shares her story of resilience and personal growth. Discover how adversity can be a stepping stone to success and how Miljana is using her unique background to empower CEOs and founders through authentic personal branding. Join us as we explore her path her vision for the future, and the power of belief in one's journey. Liliana, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm sure it's going to be a very fun conversation. Oh, yes, it is. I'm all the fun that you can imagine I bring to the table. I mean, I'm a dad to four kids and of different age range. So, you know, I've got to get that fun factor up there. <laughs> So they keep coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I met the youngest one when we were doing the prep. That's right. That's right. We had Isa come on, on our discovery call. Yeah. So, Miliana, what I like to do is walk, take a walk down memory lane, rediscover your origin story. And you, you actually sent me an email with an entire list of milestones, which is really beautiful just to see. And just to, you like, if you put that in perspective, it, it, kind of shows the person like how much effort and time it goes into a overnight success you know yeah. they say overnight success but you're really putting in the effort you, you're continually growing and from afar people might not see the difference but for example if you if you were growing a garden you have the seeds in and you come back two weeks later I'm like oh my god there's actually a plant in there. Another two weeks later, there's some, because the plant has been continuing to grow, even if we see it or not. And that's what we have to be, we got to continue to grow. So I love to jump into that origin story of where we come from, how all of these things affected you and, and who is Miliana? Well, I think it's a, we're going to take a, mem a trip down memory lane a bit far back than the milestone list that you got that's <laughs> the last 20 months. Okay, okay. Uh, First of all, I come from Serbia. It's a small country in the Balkans in southeastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've uh, been avid of English language and Western culture since I was a very little baby, my mom claims. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I call it an opportunity because I've made it an opportunity. Uh, because I had autoimmune issues, my country sent me to London mm -hmm. for treatment when I was 12. And my mom and dad, they didn't speak the language yeah. I from TV shows English, and we couldn't afford a translator. So I basically took over translating my conversations of my family and my mm -hmm. doctors. 
and later on medical records throughout, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. Wow. So I learned how to speak English even prior to getting, you know, leveraging that skill in business. Mm -hmm. And so I've always believed that there will be a way for me to turn that experience into something positive and being able to write in English for myself and for uh, CEOs and founders who need their own personal brands uh, built in an authentic way is actually how I've managed to leverage it. But yeah, that's the part of it. My goal in life is to publish a novel. And I say it's a time best-selling novel because that's our current trick of success or perhaps mm -hmm. with development of blockchain it won't be in the next four years so and i would like to turn it into a picture and i've seen that you've interviewed the producer of godzilla so i was really really excited to see a female entrepreneur who has a background in movies as your mm -hmm. guest i think it's destiny everything is destiny everything is yes yeah the more we go into what we're really passionate about Right, the more the universe brings us to people, brings us to uh, connections that set that pathway for us. Like if I hadn't gotten into podcasting, I wouldn't be building a studio for other people. If I hadn't gotten into podcasting or even thought about beekeeping or cycling, like everything is destined for us, and you just have to give in and and give into that resistance and continue to move forward. Just to tiniest thing today i noticed my wife was closing the fridge door in the mm -hmm. kitchen and i just poured the milk for my smoothie i was like trying to grab the door before it closed but it had had closed already so when i was opening the door i felt a little bit of resistance just a teeny bit right we all know what this resistance is but you have to go through that resistance to open the door to nourishment yeah i was like holy smokes that's mind-blowing like because once you go through past that resistance you have access to all the favors that are there for you it's but you have to believe in the road and you have to follow the journey and you just yes. uh, for me it was a um, I because I work I have a background as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and I've as a technical PM and a lot of like stuff for me Milestone was when my dad died and I didn't wow. like his story and I decided that I'm going to do differently. So when I quit my job, I had $4,000 in my pocket wow. and it was not a lot of money uh, by any standards, but I decided that I'm going to spend every penny building my own way. And wow. even if I fail, I'll know that I've failed doing something that I wanted to do. And, you know, time is not going backwards it only moves no. forward as far as we know i'm not a physicist i don't understand what they say but from my <laughs> human perspective it only has one way and it has like for me it quitting and focusing on linkedin and writing has opened so many doors i'm a linkedin top voice like yeah, it happened in 20 last 20 months but i've been writing since i was 10 yeah yeah yeah, that's no, you, you're so right. You got to continue doing, you got to show up in places, you got to give into that. And it's really interesting that you share about your father's passing. So sorry for your loss, that it opens up a mindset in our heads that we did not know that was possible prior to that milestone. You understand what's truly final. Mm -hmm. I wanted this path, but this sped me up. Yeah. I had a great salary. 
and I didn't have to work a lot. I mean, not mentally. And I was safe and I had people who it was a good international company, great mm -hmm. clients. My client was IMF, Northwestern University, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. But it was not what I wanted to do because at the end of the day, I was just do, going through the motions and I didn't want, I didn't see a better future if I mm -hmm. followed that path. And the only way was like leaving now. And yeah. the weird thing is I believe in stuff like this. I had a dream of my dad when I decided I'll quit. Uh, I stayed with that company only seven months. I've never mm -hmm. stayed for that short. And he drove me to a crossing roads in Serbia it's very it's called Popchiderska Zvezda mm -hmm. and he helped me with my suitcase and he was really disappointed he was never disappointed in me and he just asked me how far along are you gonna carry somebody else's burdens mm -hmm. and then I just and I was like no 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 I have to quit now <laughs> because something is happening I felt it like the yeah. service force I felt that LinkedIn was changing I had a viral post I felt that people were approaching me from uh, New York Times, uh, DMing me, mm. asking me stuff. I got an opportunity to become a part of uh, USF, um, University of South Florida advisory panel. Things started nice. changing. And yeah. I was like, this is my chance. I need to move now until the window closes. If I'm right, I will have money. If mm. I'm wrong, I will know. Yes. That's better that's, than, you know, guessing. That's so good. I mean, having that vision of the future for yourself. I mean, that's number one paramount. And I think the other thing that set you up for the success was Adversities. the adversities that you faced earlier in life. You know, yeah, you, you, compared to that, everything is piece of cake. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Everything like, oh, I've done that. Lose your job. I'm like, yeah, I'll find another one. Or I was good at that job. I can always yeah. return to it. I need people. Yeah. I mean, you want to make sure that you give it all into the thing that you're really passionate about. Yeah. And then you will then know if it's going to work. Well, perfect. If it didn't work, well, at least I learned something. I know I can always go back. You have that in the back pocket because you have that expertise. And I feel the yeah. same way a lot of the times. Okay. Where would you like to take the conversation? I know... There's so you you've gone through, you grew up in Serbia, you had autoimmune dis mm -hmm. disorders, you went to London, mm -hmm. learned English through watching television because it was hard to okay. afford. And once you were cured of your autoimmune disorder, I mean, I, I don't know if it was 100% cured. We didn't dig into that. Remission. Remission. Uh, spontaneous. Nobody has any idea what happened. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Okay, so then you came back home, yeah, to Serbia, and then so you're still in Serbia right now. I'm still in Serbia. I'm planning to move to Portugal, and I'm planning to move my business to the U.S. and come and live a couple of months to the U.S. until I like have everything set up. But my plan mm -hmm. is to live to Portugal. That's amazing. So international conversation happening. We have so many different time zones in the middle. Between you yeah. and I, but having this conversation is what what's powerful is no matter which part of the world we come from, we're all still humans, right? We all face the same resistance. We all face the same current problems. It the question is how resilient will we be to yeah. get up and actually go and do it? Yeah, that's a topic that I uh, I worked as a change manager for 
to enterprises that were almost my age mm-hmm. and trying changing something there. Um, it's yeah. very tricky, <laughs> especially when you're young and you're solo contractor. Mm-hmm. But I was very passionate always about sustainability because I've had had early experiences, breach like close-ups with death. Mm-hmm. And I understood mm-hmm. that you have to think about succession and where your business is going to be in five or 10 years. Yeah. So it was insanity to me when I found business owners, my clients who didn't. And um, it was like really big. When I started as an entrepreneur, it was very spontaneous. I had an idea, nobody wanted to pay for it. I borrowed money, I made it. So then I unlocked completely a different level of myself. Mm. When I figured out that a lot of stuff that I've been dragging in my subconscious were actually preventing me from becoming a successful entrepreneur. I come from yeah. working class family and money was always tight and mm-hmm. everybody was always afraid of getting fired because um, they worked in government owned companies and uh, my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted that life. I wanted yeah. to like be paid for what I'm worth and what I yeah. contribute to a business. So I was known that I will be working in the private sector, mm-hmm. but Having lost my train train of thought that actually often happens. The resilience, yeah. Makes me creative. Yeah. Uh, Having uh, those experiences uh, made me see businesses from a different perspective. And my unique change management knowledge is what makes me an equal conversionalist to any CEO. Because I've had that entrepreneurial experience, borrowed money, made money, managed team. I paid money to company in Cyprus that never paid their taxes. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of stuff when I was a kid was pretty entrepreneurial. I had no idea that it would lead me to this path. That's what makes me very efficient in writing credible content that isn't pathetic, but it actually highlights the struggles and what the CEO actually, how the CEO and the founder of a company wants to be represented. And the English language, of course, helps because it enables me to work with people from UK and USA who are actually my clients now, women usually so far. Mm -hmm. Is it a niche? We'll see. But I started by offering this service in the Serbian market. The Serbian market has 7 million people Mm -hmm. and you know everyone. You don't need personal branding. You need that in America. Uh, in Canada, in big countries where people don't know you. When you post something, there's a chance of getting to somebody who doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. Just getting there was a journey, but I needed to believe in it. But, you know, I made yeah. money by being a project manager, by being yeah. doing all these different roles that enabled me to get even more knowledge about how companies managed because uh, I did the work of a chief operating officer for a hosting mm-hmm. company during transition. I mean, I was a contractor as a change manager, but that's sure. the work that I did. That's, that's the work you did. It yeah. helped me understand how the blocks work, how they're inter, how they're interlocked. Because mm-hmm. I'm sales and marketing and building stuff up, yeah. but not necessarily internal resources. And you need to have that person who will take care of the house while you're playing Alexander of Macedonia. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, that was a big lesson for me to understand my weaknesses. No, I love that so much because it shows not just your resilience, but also how adaptable you are. And you you mentioned empathy, being empathetic in all of that. So let's talk a little bit about how did you experience, like, so you, you talk about your expertise with authentic writing. So when you're writing authentically on LinkedIn, 
Like mm-hmm. what type of stories are you sharing? What type of lessons are you sharing that is making the impact to the people listening and watching and, and, and reading? Because as of now, or for the past few weeks, I've been teaching entrepreneurship to high school students, which oh, okay. is really a lot of fun because they get to see a perspective that, and they can ask literally any questions that they have in their mind about what's happening, how to go from the idea stage to the execution stage. Like what are all of the things that they need to have? So we're focusing on the mindset. We're focusing on thinking through a lot of the things. How did authentic writing, you know, help you get to that level? Because that's another thing that I'm trying to inspire them to, you know, do daily writing, do daily journaling and whatnot. Well, for me, what helped is that I knew that my ultimate goal was actually to get amazing in writing because I want to write. So I wasn't deterred by having three likes on my posts. I didn't care. I knew if I get the message right, and this is the lesson that I've gained by working in the company that I quit from. It was a second company, and it was a great lesson by its founder who said that the most important thing on the website is the messaging because the messaging captures audience and the messaging colors. And that's what actually gave me enough confidence to understand that if I'm good at delivering the message and writing and selling the America's land of sales, I mean, come Mm -hmm. on, we all know Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's actually institutionalized. Uh, So I, I figured out that what I'm good in is actually in high demand in America in the market that I wanted to enter. So for me, it was like, sharing the prior to LinkedIn, including you and me in the collaborative uh, group that we're mm-hmm. around three, 370, I think five of us mm-hmm. uh, only. And I had a firm belief because what enabled me as a 27 year old to raise capital from a female angel investor in the Balkans, yeah. woman entrepreneur was telling her the story that I told you. Mm. I'm legit. I want to build this and I believe that I can make it happen if it's on my head and we'll figure out a way to pay you back. So I wrote a check, a blank check, Mm -hmm. and she just gave me $30,000 to execute the project that I wanted. And for me, it was writing about those things. For example, why did I, when I had uh, made $400 a month, bought a fur coat that cost $150 mm-hmm. and how it helped me on my entrepreneurial journey. And I put a picture of myself in a fur coat and people are like, what, why would you do that? That's stupid. Because I was dealing with people who, as a, I had a lot of money in the bank, but I didn't were, look a person who had a lot of money in the bank. They were so looking was, at the perception of what yeah. you presented as opposed and to. And I was like, if I buy a fur coat, it's okay. It's not too expensive. It is expensive for me now, but it's an investment. Every time that I need to look good in front of people who are superficial, sadly, there's a lot of them, I'm going to recycle it and use it. And I'm going to put my red lipstick and I'm going to look like a ma'am. And then I'm going to, and trust me, it worked. Mm -hmm. And I had so much interaction, so much shares, so many likes. I think that post had over 150 likes. One of my posts about my dad when he died, it was my first viral post, Mm. had over 1,500 likes and it had over 50 shares. It was just a story about the type of leader that he was. It wasn't intended for LinkedIn. It wasn't intended to get gain some sort of reaction. It was a great story. Yeah. 
about a man who took a bus, even if he was a chief production officer. And that's the type of story that we need today when people yes, are getting laid off left and right. And just it's finding the timing. And for example, for another client of mine, uh, she's a, a great superwoman and I really like working with her. And she used to be a waitress on work and travel prior to becoming a CEO uh, many, many years ago. And yeah. she had employee engagement survey software. So we, I wrote, the, I helped her. She told me about the experience in living in Portugal and being a waitress. And I told her, we're going to write a post that says how being a waitress for two years made me a better CEO. Mm. You want to write that cool. story? Read that you want to read the story because you see the transformation within that title. And it's authentic, and her mm. friends liked it, and they commented it. And some guy who was a waiter at a different time at the yeah. bar she mentioned was like, "Oh my God, I never met you. I love that place. You know, it's authentic. It's real. It's yeah. something." That's why I work with people who are have been in C level positions for ten years and now have equity in the company because yes. managers want salaries. CEOs and founders and partners want growth. And they also have stories to say, but they don't necessarily have the time or the resources or the skill that I have to say it in a poetic and catchy way. Yeah. So I am not helping liars. I'm helping people of credibility yeah. for like expand their brand, become better become more recognized because some of them are really great leaders that have been focused on their careers mm. and people don't know about their stories and they yeah, have yeah. valuable lessons to share. And that's my role. I help people who are generally good people and who are hardworking people and who have goals mm. and who have enough expertise to just put it in a different context and to help them get more leads, get yeah. more friends, get more allies through being present on LinkedIn. That's so powerful because what I what I see the the outline of it all is that people have done a ton of work and that's why they're running companies. Yes. But they're not able to tell that story authentically because they're too deep into the weeds of it. Yes. And you're able to see that story and craft it in a way that's going to lift that's going to attract the people to want to read that story. I think and to, you're... Yeah, because that's who they are authentically. Mm -hmm. That's who they are. Yeah. So I'm not getting you to be disappointed when you meet yeah. the person. You're going to meet mm -hmm. the person that you actually, you know, saw online yeah. in real life. And also I had this great meeting today with a woman who told me that why I'm good at authentic writing mm -hmm because I was sick as a kid and I had to monitor my own reactions yes. to medicines and all of that. So I notice things. Uh, it's not always a good trait because I project a lot and I can see sometimes bad things happening before mm -hmm. they do. And when I tell it to people, they don't usually like me, but in this particular... I understand that, yeah. In this particular context, when I'm using it for personal branding and helping people, they like it. Yes. So I found the market fit for my um, unique advantage. Your superpower, right? Yeah. You can see what's going to happen before it happens. You can, you you have that premonition almost like um, Minority Report, right? I yeah. don't seen that movie with Tom Cruise where he can like see he's, well, he's just an executor, but there's these three precogs that can see the future. Oh, I know that one. Mm -hmm. I It's a great film. It's a great film. So what I'm seeing is that 
you can see that story for them because for at a very young age, right? You had to be you had to monitor your own feelings, you had to monitor your body. And when you I do that, my mom, right? When you ref like when you're doing those reflections at such a young age, what's happening is that you're doing personal development. Yeah. And if you think about personal development, what is it? It's self-awareness, it's self-reflection, it's monitoring all the things that you're doing, what's working, what's not working. So you had to do it at such a young age. And that's why you have that superpower to be able to help others build their personal brands. I actually teach that an, an MBA, the business communications, emotional intelligence is a significant part of the curriculum. Yeah. Personal branding is the second. And I really like using these stories to help students. And it's really a great opportunity because I'm talking to students from Korea, mm. Argentina, uh, Japan, US, Norway. It's like worldwide, that's it's amazing. completely online. But yeah. you get to see how they perceive it related yeah. to their own culture, those stories. And sometimes they tell me, it's only two hours. You've told us too much. Now we have a headache. <laughs> I tell them you have the recording. You can watch it again. Go watch it again. Pause it. Reflect on it. Because personal development takes time, right? It takes time. It takes energy. And it takes effort. And so I'm, I'm so excited that you you get to share these amazing stories with us here on the podcast let's take a quick break and then when we come back you're going to share three hacks to the audience so that they can implement in their lives finding the right guests or podcasts can feel like searching for a needle in a haystack unless you bring a magnet and thanks to podmatch a service that automatically attracts your ideal interview guests to your podcast I've enjoyed using Podmatch for hacks and hobbies and interviewed over a hundred fantastic guests from this platform alone. Head on over to hacksandhobbies.com forward slash Podmatch to save time and find your perfect match. Check out Podmatch today. Again, go to hacksandhobbies.com forward slash Podmatch or tap on the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been speaking with Miljana Nikodievich and it's been such a fun conversation listening to these amazing authentic stories that that made who Miljana is today. And she teaches that to her students. She teaches that through uh, her LinkedIn posts. And there's so much amazing things that she's doing and I'm wishing nothing but the best for her. She's also the LinkedIn top voice for top management change and top thought leadership. She has definitely done really well for her, herself because of the journey that she's been in her life. And so, uh, Miliana, thank you so much. Share with us three hacks that entrepreneurs and people looking to build their personal brands and can implement in their lives today. So first one, I think we discussed this prior to starting our session, is the fact that uh, habits and consistency is the key. So at first, you're going to be really afraid of posting. Are people going to like it, not like it? It doesn't matter. Uh, if you can organize a tribe of people who would, you know, like your posts just to get you going, it's great. But if you don't, just keep writing and keep getting better. Your authentic story related to something in specific is what the LinkedIn will want because it's becoming a knowledge hub. It's no longer an online resume platform. 
So if you share how you've solved a specific problem, that's going to give you credibility. And uh, getting like being better is a process. First is consistency. If you uh, say you're going to post once a week or twice a week, do it. Okay. And do it with your own original content. You can follow some people, but you need to get better. If you don't want to be better, you need to hire somebody who will help you shape your own stories. But don't buy a bunch of courses, second one, mm -hmm. that you're never going to implement. My clients do this all the time. They buy a bunch of courses. They spend thousands of dollars. And they're like, oh, and now I need. Yeah, but you didn't do the work. The course is mm -hmm. giving you the knowledge. If you don't implement it, nothing yeah. will happen. And third is, third is simply it will work. Trust me. You need to understand in depth who your uh, target audience is and what you're doing it for. So for me, it was a goal to get as better as good as I can with writing because I want to write a novel. Yeah. And that's why everything in along the way, the bad posts, the all of it worked because I had a long-term goal. You need to set yourself a proper goal. If your proper goal is, I want to create a lead generation channel from LinkedIn, but I also want to social sell and build social capital on it. And I'm willing to put in the work and to put in the long-term like framework around it that will yield results but i would add a fourth one this mm -hmm. one is important this is the of only course. thing you can't exit your personal brand you can't exit you can exit the company you can't exit mm. your and since we're all online it's going to get increasingly more difficult to falsify your appearance who you are or whatever yeah. especially if blockchain technology gets implemented it's going to be basically impossible and you investing in yourself is something that will yield results in the long term when you exit a company, you're not going to be some nameless guy. You're going to be the guy who built his own brand by building some sort, some sort of a business. Now exited it, and now he's again building something else, but mm. taking the social capital with them. Yeah. Social That's capital so is the essence of entrepreneurship. You can't get anything started without friends, especially if you're bootstrapped. You need friends. You need people to help you. Start building early. Your high school students are a great example. Mm -hmm. You can start building as early as you can. You're not going to have high level stories that CEOs have, right. but start with what you do have. Don't fake that you have 20 years of experience in something when you're 12. Yeah. That's stupid. People will know and they will remember you as that idiot. Don't allow yourself to that type of reputation. I've seen people do it. It's bad. Mm -hmm. So uh, regardless, just be being so saying people be yourself is silly. And I'm a very straightforward person. Yeah. But finding an angle where being yourself works is great. Because as I told you, I am insightful and I understand the nuances in telling a good story. When I was a project manager, I pissed people off. I had very successful projects, but I pissed people off because I could anticipate the problems and they were like, you're too negative. But now as an insightful person, I know how to craft a unique story mm -hmm. and see those and founders love that because they don't have to tell me everything for me to be able to figure out a way to right. tell a story. They give me some of it and the rest of it I can imagine. Yeah, that's so powerful. Thank you so much, Miliana, for those hacks for us. We could definitely think about it, reflect them and implement it in our, in our daily lives because the more we write, the more we create, the better we get at it. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the quick 
questions I love to ask my guests. So number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? I wish I traveled more, but I think it's not too late for that. No. I found the traveling adds layers to my creativity. For example, when I mm -hmm. went to Portugal, uh, I wrote a month worth of content in three days for myself. That's so powerful. After that. Like experiencing different cultures, mm -hmm. how people consume things, not only business, just life in general. I would love if I could in future travel more. Oh my God, do I have a conversation to have with you? Next up, what did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to buy Disney Studios and make it international. In 1999, that was not mm -hmm. possible. I have a great story for this. So my country was under embargo, meaning that nobody wanted to work with us. Nobody wanted to invest in us. We were sad and poor and we didn't know what Disney was. Mm -hmm. So basically, the first time I ever got a VHS a tape mm -hmm. uh, was when I got sick and my uncle brought in the recording, like play. VC the VCR, play. maybe cassette player, yeah. yeah. And they purchased me The Little Mermaid. And prior to that, I've only watched like Bugs Bunny cartoons. And I always sure. was like, they should sync the music with this. It doesn't mm. have enough quality. The characters, I was nine. I'm yeah. not kidding you, I was nine. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is not quality enough. I It could be better. And when The Little Mermaid started playing with her red hair, with glitter, they managed to animate. I was glued to the screen. Mm -hmm. I couldn't like... I was completely mesmerized with the music, with the story, the animation, all of it. And I didn't like, I just learned because we have two letters. We have Cyrillic and we have Latin. And I just learned how to uh, read Latin. Mm -hmm. And I thought Disney was called Gisner because the letters are similar to Cyrillic letters. Sure. And I was like, what if they could animate stories per country like Serbian national tales yeah. and do the local adaptation of the global like brand and mm. manage to make money off like authentic tales from that uh, from from that part of the right. world yeah. with more authentic music but keep the Disney quality of it mm -hmm. because the Disney quality of it was the trademark for me yeah yeah and I wanted to do that. And I told my mom, I'm going to buy Disney. And she was like, we can barely afford food, but fine. And she didn't, you know, she didn't uh, cut me down. And I you, used yeah. to draw, like I used to draw every day, all the time until I was like 16. And then I figured out I'd be much better at storytelling than drawing mm. because I get bored if I have to do it all over again. I want to draw right. the character once. Yeah. And I want to set the general story and coordinate the people and understand, make sure that like a film producer, I told mm -hmm. you. I'm director, yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted to be. And I wanted to be the owner because I knew only with ownership, mm -hmm. I get to decide on the direction of the company. I never yeah. wanted to be the owner so I had, could have the power. I wanted to be the over others. I wanted to be the owner so I could set the creative direction of mm. that was my drive. I love that so much because very similar to what Steve Jobs did after he was ousted from Apple back in 1985, he went and invested in Pixar and he, you know, helped bring Pixar to Disney. I mean, before the Lion King, from Lion King to Toy Story, they didn't really have a specific, sorry, a original story. Like Lion King was the last yeah. movie that was Disney original. 
And then everything after that was all Pixar, like Pixar stories, because they tell such better stories. stories. I love I love that so much. And and right in time for the the Little Mermaid action or the the action. Sorry, what what's the word? Not the animation. It's like the live action film is I now see. available. It's pretty pretty amazingly done. Yeah. Talking about movies, what is your favorite movie or TV show? My favorite movie is The Godfather because mm-hmm. it features violent and sudden transformation of a man who was supposed to be force of the good become the end of his family. And it features wow. the, I understand it now, but I didn't understand it back then, that it features the topic of succession that was really important to me and sustainable mm-hmm. business. I never saw it for the criminal. That was just, you know, scenery. I saw it as family business, something that just received the bad air because Michael was a great soldier, but he was not a visionary. Mm. He was just, you know, execute, execute, execute. And he didn't have the feeling or the heart that his father had to keep the family together. And that's like a really powerful story to me. That's really powerful. All right, next up, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I've never seen myself as a character. I've always mm-hmm. seen myself as a writer or an author. So this is difficult for me. And mm-hmm. when I've seen films, I've some seen myself as somebody like... On the I've outside looking in? Yeah, I've identified with parts of characters. I love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I partially identified with Voldemort's pursuit of excellence, mm-hmm. but he's not. I partially identified with Harry's love of his family and Mm -hmm. faith in love as the ultimate force. And I've partially identified with Dumbledore's presence, but also cut offedness with the rest of the world. Yeah. He knows what's going on, but he's not really part of the world. Right. Like the Phoenix. So I don't like, I'm that type of person. I'm not a worshiper. I'm not a fan in this, that sense of the word, I see people for good and the bad. Yeah. Um, some of them have great qualities, but are bad people. And some of them are great people, but have bad qualities. Yeah. Mm. Some of the, one of the examples that arises in my head is, for example, John Favreau. You know who John Favreau is? He's no. a director, producer, and he's also acted in his own film. For example, in the first Iron Man, he was a producer as well as a director. And he played Happy Hogan, the driver for... Yeah that's John Favreau. So he not only directed, but he also produced and acted inside the movie because the first Iron Man was actually an independent film, not backed by any, it was not part of any major studio. It was done by Marvel films, which later got acquired by Disney. So it goes to show that if you believe strong enough in your vision and your storytelling and, and whatnot, you can really go the distance. Love that. Yeah, I mean the as long as you don't live with the guy who directed the Gone with the Wind, he died five years from a heart attack from all the oh, stress he endured oh in making that picture. Oh my god, that's crazy. So for me, it was never not believing that I can do whatever I want. It was yeah. making the balance between my health and my Absolutely. life, and under and achieving those things because I am have not come so far to die in the next five years for yeah. some. 16th chapel or 17th chapel or little mermaid in serbian or yeah, whatever yeah. Be. i don't know i love that all right last question or actually two more uh who is your favorite superhero captain america 
because he's and Superman because they are the best of this world so much mm -hmm. they are probably alien. It's honest, straightforward, keep to their word. I know it's uh, like <laughs> they are a symbol of uh, uh, America as well. But for me, they were my favorite characters yeah. because I knew that it's unrealistic, but it's an ideal of an honorable person yeah. who's also a superhero you want to have as an ideal. Yeah. They're a symbol for truth and justice, right? Yes. That's what's that's what we all want. All right, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? What first comes to mind is Monopoly, but I don't know. Chess. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Miliana, thank you so much for your time. This was so much fun having a chat with you here on the podcast. And I wish you all the best. Uh, you're doing some really amazing things. I can't wait to see you speak on stages and when you when you're in the US and you know all the all the all the success to you. Thank you very much. Started writing long format posts on LinkedIn on my newsletter. It's called The Human Factor. So you can give me a review if you want. And Absolutely. I've had an amazing time. Thank you very much for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to collaborating with you on future projects and being part of the LinkedIn Collaborative Articles Network. I love it. Thank you so much, Miliana. Have a great one. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 